Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio program. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is God's Provision in Times of Famine. And this includes financial famine, by the way, not just famine like lack of food. I recently experienced something really scary. I'm sorry, y'all, please forgive my voice. I have been ill for about a month now, and whatever this is, hopefully will go away soon. Uh, But it affects my voice. I don't think I ever told y'all the story of the place I moved to when I left Louisiana this year. I had looked for a town in Texas with a neighborhood of older people because that's who I prefer to have as neighbors and as friends. So I found, uh, I was looking in a town where my last surviving uncle on my dad's side lives. All my aunts and uncles are gone almost. I think I have one, two aunts that are living and this one uncle. So I decided to move to the town where he lived in Northeast Texas. And I found a neighborhood that was an older established neighborhood that was all older people because they just make really good neighbors, I think. And I'm older, so I fit in there. So it actually backed up to a large elementary school. It was pretty quiet. But I knew within two months of moving there that drugs were being sold in the neighborhood on my street. And I knew where and by whom. It was so obvious. You know, some criminals are smooth at what they do. They do it quietly and nobody knows what's going on for years. This was not the case in my neighborhood. It was obvious. And I've never been involved in the drug culture. So if I can tell what you're doing, you must really be an amateur. Can I just say that? I left that house due to safety concerns. On July 2nd, I cannot remember what I was doing the day the Lord spoke to me about the place, but he told me very clearly that they, quote, and he just said they, he didn't say who, but I was pretty sure I knew, had a plan to rob me that would cause irreversible loss and to leave that place. I knew he did not mean an irreversible loss of material things because those things can, for the most part, be replaced. I obeyed. I left. I visited my sister and nieces and other people in Oklahoma for about a week, and then I took a hotel room near where some friends live who were also in ministry, and I began really seeking God for, you know, where am I supposed to go and what do you want me to do? Because, you know, I'm under lease at that that house. Over the next few months, I went and looked at rent, you know, rentals and stuff like that, but the Lord would not allow me to rent another place or tell me where I should be. And I sensed that he has something better. And I've continually prayed that that is so, because y'all, I'm too old for this. I had no help moving when I left Paris where my house was. So I took with me only what would fit in the cab and the very bottom of part of the bed of my truck, since I have no desire to be looking like the Beverly Hillbillies rolling down the highway, not knowing where I was going or for how long. And so I couldn't rent a U-Haul either. Um, and I could not have loaded my furniture or by myself anyway, and I couldn't have unloaded it not knowing where I'm supposed to go, regardless of how badly I wanted to take my stuff. After a few months, my friends where I was staying offered to rent a truck and help me go back and get my stuff out of the house. But when I prayed and asked about it, the Lord said they would not miss a second opportunity to rob me, so I didn't go. 
The third month after I left, I knew I needed to let the landlady have the house back so she could re-rent it. So I paid some people to uh, go and clean the house out, get this stuff out, and clean it up really good so I could give it back to her and send her a letter in the keys. And that was extremely painful. I am not a materially oriented person at all, but I am 63 years old. And what was in that house was everything I had. When I received the photos of my possessions stuffed into trash cans out by the street after the job was done, I almost started crying. I am not materialistic, but, you know, that's your stuff, right? Now all I have are some clothes and my two little dogs and a few of my Bibles, you know, and my laptop to do my work and stuff like that. Um, I've been homeless for over five months so far. I'm living in a hotel. I'm waiting for the Lord to provide a home for me or let me know where I'm supposed to be. I don't want to end up in the wrong place and be out of His will. So I won't just run out and rent a place. When I did look at rentals, I literally felt like I was going to be sick. And that is a sign, if you have that, by the way, that is a sign that you're going the wrong way, turn and go the other way. I began using the time I formerly devoted to housework and cooking and stuff to Bible study and writing, to witnessing to people around me, to praying about what I can teach next that is really needed. And I just kept waiting, continuing to pray to be sent to the next place. Twice I felt led to leave where I am, so I packed up, loaded up, but neither time was I led to another place. I call those false starts. So by the false starts, I deduced I must already be where he wants me for the time being, and I went back, continuing to witness, study, and produce content. I'm working on, at present, at least three podcasts, possibly more. I don't really count them. There may be five or six. And I began hearing of massive layoffs by large corporations, and I remembered that was how the Great Recession began. And I prayed, concerned the economy will collapse, you know, and I'll be here paying a day rate for a place to live. If the money runs out, I know I would not survive long living in my truck. And my family, y'all, is all gone. They're gone. My mom, all her sisters, her brothers, everybody's gone. I have two grown children, but... Um, JPH, by the way, is not paying for my hotel. I am paying for my hotel out of my small savings. When they run out, then I'm done. But I, I want y'all to know JPH is not paying for that. And then I received uh, my mail packet one week. The post office has a mail forwarding system. So I got my mail packet, and there were three contributions in it, and they totaled less than $200. And I thought, is God done with JPH? Am I supposed to be going back to cleaning houses? Because that's about all I'm capable of doing at this point. I'm too old to work in the high-tech world of business now. Needless to say, the financial downturn has been on my mind. When you have money issues, it's hard to think about anything else, isn't it? The enemy assaults your mind with thoughts of fear and doubt about whether God will come through for you, and you have to fight that battle day by day to keep your faith that He will. I want to talk about how God does provide for you when there's no provision in sight. I have lived on 100% faith, I think, since publishing The Wilderness Companion in early 2012. And the royalties on The Wilderness Companion were pretty good for a month or two. And then, you know, everybody got a copy of the book that wanted it, I guess. And there's the royalties aren't much even. I don't even notice anymore because they're so small. They're like $10. Um, 
I cannot remember details as well as I used to, but around that time, 10 plus years ago, I stopped working for anybody but the Lord. And since then, I have walked this walk of faith. Around the time I published, I think after I published that, I think he told me that I was done. And since then, I have believed him for 100% of my provision from month to month, day to day. And he has provided well for me. I have not done without. There have been times when contributions were down, but I've never seen them fall this far down. And it is concerning. It's concerning for two reasons. Obviously, I don't want to give up the ministry and go back to cleaning houses. I want to spend my days helping people. I love what I do, and I feel like I have the best job in the world. And people are dying and going to hell every few minutes, every single day. Every day, y'all. Before you finish your coffee, more people went to hell. I want to continue doing my part to avert that. And I know the prophetic messages are needed because I receive emails every single week about how much they help you. Number two, contributions not coming in tells me your faith is not where it needs to be to carry you through what is coming. If it were, contributions would not change, would they? Or they would change very little. You would continue giving no matter what is happening, and that is not the case. Obviously, some people have lost their jobs, but y'all not that many. All right, not that many. And obviously, we just came through the holidays, but overall, there are 18,500 plus of you listening to me on YouTube and thousands on Podbean and other platforms that JPHR is on, probably 30,000 or more altogether because a lot of people listen and don't subscribe. I have for years now endeavored to teach you how to walk in faith, how to transition from the paycheck system to God's system of provision if you need to or are called to, how to believe what you, for what you need every day, how to give back to God what is His and how and why to sow into kingdom work. I pray for all of you who listen that the Lord will help you learn what you need from what I'm teaching, that He will give me the exact teaching to teach you that you need so you can grow closer to Him and grow in faith. I pray over every contribution that comes in for the Lord to prosper you and not only meet but exceed every need you have. And I endeavor to receive prophetic messages for as many of you as possible to put out on the All Prophetic Shows this ministry and the books I've written, this is my life's work. There's nothing else in my life of any note whatsoever. We are all in this boat together. I usually do not give much thought to finances. I have lived this way for so long. And in ministry, it goes up and down. I have learned to depend on God in the good times and in the bad to provide for me. That's what you do when you're a minister. And I'm going to continue doing that because until he lets me know otherwise or my circumstances demand it, I'm going to keep working for JPH and putting out the words and writing and producing these podcasts. This is what he's told me to do. But while this is going on, we are going to talk about having faith for what you're going through now and in what is coming. Because I'm afraid for y'all. I really want you to be able to finish your race for Jesus. And what's coming, you're going to need to have some faith. And if your faith is this low, you won't even be able to believe for a biscuit when the economy collapses and the famine comes. And then what are you going to do? If you cannot believe now, how can you possibly believe when war is raging around you in your land, when there is no food on grocery store shelves? How can you possibly have the faith to resist taking the mark of the beast then, if you don't even have the faith to give during times of leanness now? When I was in the worst wilderness I have ever walked through, the one of 2009 and 10, when I had no work and could not even get an interview, 
during the Great Recession when I had no choice but to believe God because I had no other options to obtain provision because I had no help anywhere. That is when I got the faith that I walk in now. I was feeding myself and my grown son, who was also out of work, on $35 a week and paying the bills, and my unemployment check was only half enough to cover my rent and utilities, even cutting the grocery budget down that far. But I refused to stop tithing and giving because I did not have any other way to get provision except from him, just like in 1998 when he sent me to Dallas. These are the times when I learned to trust him for provision, and because I had the faith to give, in spite of that, he gave back to me. I have had a loaded shotgun stuck in my face by my extremely inebriated, so drunk he passed out minutes later husband, and I was not as afraid as I was in that wilderness, y'all. I'm not even kidding you. I have been threatened with a violent death in detail numerous times, and I have not been as afraid as I was of becoming homeless in that wilderness. And there was no place to turn for help. I had spent all my tiny savings. I could not find a job. I had nothing of any value to sell. I was desperate. But you know what? That desperation drove me to prayer and fasting and into the Word of God. It made me seek Him more earnestly than ever before, daily, hourly on some days. And I stayed before His throne night and day until I saw the answer come. And then I praised him night and day until I had to ask for the next thing, which was usually some utility bill that came in, you know, days later after he would send the rent, and then I would be praying for the utilities. But he provided for me month by month. I was talking to my friend Joanne about all of this recently, and she said she had met people whose faith was in their 401ks for the hard times. And others whose faith was in their cash and firearms for the end times, but hardly anyone whose faith was in God for all of it. And we have both known people whose all their faith was in their, their bank account, in their wealth. None of that is going to help you when, when what is going to come happens, y'all. None of it. Please hear me. When the mark comes out, and it probably will after the economy completely crashes, you will be forced to choose to take the mark, selling your soul, so you can even access the money you have to eat and to feed your family, buy gas for your car and pay rent or pay your mortgage, or not take it and live 100% by your faith until God takes you home. When money goes digital, you will have to take the mark just to spend the money you have. Revelations 13, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, that, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You cannot repent for taking the mark. That is a permanent choice. When you take the mark, you signed on with Satan and you're done. You're done. There are going to be a lot of vacant mansions up in heaven that were supposed to be for people who ended up taking the mark because they did not know how to believe for their provision. I have had to believe for my, my food. Um, when I went to Dallas in 1998 and I didn't have the money, you know, to eat lunch every day, I had to believe for my food at the end of the week and God always brought it. You better know how to do that. When you are facing that empty plate is not the time to learn. When you try to believe then, you try to just pop out a scripture, you're going to have no faith behind that scripture, and it is not going to work for you. Please hear me. Faith is the currency of heaven. 
The scripture will only work for you if you have the faith to back it up, if you know the God who spoke the scripture. Revelations 14, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. I don't think most people understand that when our world changes, they are not necessarily going to warn us first. They are just going to do what they want because the hatred of the wicked for all of us who profess Christ is so great already, and it is still growing. Do you realize that whatever friends you have now are probably going to desert you in that time? There's going to be punishment for people who help Christians or are even friends with Christians or who rent houses to Christians. Everybody who has anything to do with us is going to be punished for it. They're going to be persecuted. The Lord told us previously the great persecution that is rising up will be against both Jews and Christians, and we can clearly see it coming down the tracks at us. Our voices will not count. Our desires will not matter. They will demand we become like them, worshiping wickedness, or we cease to exist. It's that simple. I know that you have apprehension about what is coming. Who doesn't? I do too. I've seen a lot of it. And those images are with me every day. It is going to be an horrific time for the whole world, not just those of us in America. And America is not free like it used to be. By the way, for those of you who live in other countries, this is not the country it used to be. Nothing like that. But now it's, it's the time to be practicing using your faith like the tool it is. Now is the time to familiarize yourself with the promises in the Bible. Get you a promise book so you know what they are when those times arrive. Because when they ban the Bible in every book that quotes it, they will ban all the audio recordings. They will ban all the books that quote scripture and the Bible and anything to do with the Bible. It will be too late. When that happens, and it is going to happen right here in America and I believe eventually around the world, the scriptures written on your heart will be all the word you have. And you will have to use those to get everything you need. Do you hear me? Man does not live by bread alone, but out of every, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's what he's talking about. Those scriptures are how you get what you need. That's how you ask for what you need from him. It will be too late then. To make the time to read the word. To find a promise and stand on it. God has provided everything we can ever need in his word. But it is up to us to make use of it. And if you do not learn his word. If you do not spend time in his word and spend time with him. You are not going to know what to do in this time to come. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you with this. Please hear me. Because I live this. I'm living it right now. I've lived it many, many times over where all I've had to depend on was the scriptures to ask him to get what I needed. When I was out of work, there was nothing else. When you can't work, you can't eat, right? A lot of jobs are about to go away. When the economic crash comes, there won't be many jobs, and what there will be will probably not be given to Christians. We live in a world that does not favor us, y'all. 
in America, it used to be that pretty much everybody was Christian in the old, old days. But when I grew up in the 60s and 70s, that was less common, but it's really become less common now. I mean, people think you're weird if you talk about Jesus. Y'all, please hear me. I'm trying to help you. I don't want you to go without in that time if you are still here. And I don't know if how many of us will still be here. I pray to be counted worthy to escape because I don't want to be for that. But if I'm here, I'm here. And that means I have a job to do. And I don't want to be a coward and say, Lord, take me home. I hope this is a help to you. It, I, it really concerned me when I saw that your faith had dropped so low that you stopped giving. When there are so many of you out there. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week and Happy New Year. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. I hope this has inspired you to a closer walk with Christ. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., P.O. Box 854, Altus, Oklahoma. That's A-L-T-U-S, Oklahoma 73522. Or by email at wingsofprophecy at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. You can also hear Just Praise Him Radio on WINB Shortwave Radio 9265 at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursdays, or at WINB.com. Have you heard? The 2016 and 2017 messages have been published in book form. Even those who do not profess a belief in God can see something is amiss in the world around us. What is coming for our world in these last days? What does the Lord want us doing while we're waiting for His glorious reappearance? Time of Reckoning and Soon It Will Be Night each contain approximately 200 prophetic messages and visions from the throne room of God telling what is coming to America and the world in these end times. The Lord has always warned nations when they were headed for destruction. He has always warned His own people. Are we also being warned? Get your copy of Time of Reckoning and Soon It Will Be Night, available now on Amazon.com. Does your life feel like it's falling apart around you? Are multiple things going wrong all at once? Does it seem all your comforts have been stripped away? You may have entered the wilderness. Wilderness experiences are often times of great discomfort and lack. Every Christian must pass through the desert on the way to their promised land. Find out how to go from surviving to thriving by partnering with God as He leads you in the path that will strengthen your faith and prepare you to step into your destiny. The Wilderness Companion will help you find out why you have been led into the wilderness. Find out the biggest hindrances to receiving the provision you need in the wilderness. Find out what the seven temptations of the wilderness are. 
Learn how to partner with God in His purposes for you in the desert seasons. Get your copy of The Wilderness Companion today. The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax on Amazon.com in print, Kindle, or audiobook. Have you ever gone through a time in your life where suddenly it just felt like your whole life was falling apart? I call these experiences the wilderness experiences. Wilderness experiences are time of great uncertainty and change. Uh, there are times when our faith is tried and refined. After many experiences, the Lord spoke to me to write The Wilderness Companion, which is a virtual roadmap through the desert times of your life. Find out why you've been led to the wilderness. Find out what the biggest hindrance is to receiving provision in the wilderness. Find out what the seven temptations of the wilderness are. Drastically cut the time you spend in the wilderness by learning how to partner with the Lord instead of working against Him. Every Christian needs to read The Wilderness Companion. It's by Glenda Lomax, and it's available on Amazon.com or WingsOfProphecy.com. Amazon.com, The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax. If you ask anyone you know what the most difficult experience of their life has been, many will answer about a time of betrayal. All those called to walk the narrow path will at some point encounter Judas. How will you respond? Do you know how to recognize Judas when he shows up in your life? Can you keep Judas from bringing destruction to your life and ministry? How can you minimize what Judas cost you? Can you pass the test of absolute betrayal? Get your copy of The Judas Test, available in print and new audiobook. The Judas Test by Glenda Lomax, available now on Amazon.com. Sold out for 30 pieces of silver? In Exodus 21:32, it is the price of a dead slave. In Leviticus 27, 2-7, it is the price of a live one. Jesus was sold for the price of a bondservant. Precious Jesus, the Son of God the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings? Why did Judas sell his friend out so cheap?